Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. My name is Nick Niendorf and I'll be your host for today's episode. Now before we begin, make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockdownWBB and at High Post Hoops for 24-7 coverage of women's basketball. We have a ton of content coming out leading up to the start of the WNBA season, as well as constant coverage of women's basketball everywhere that you won't want to miss. Now today is a special edition of the pod. We focused on the Chicago Sky, the team that I cover for High Post Hoops. And for today's episode, I'm going to focus on the three ball, as well as some of the things I saw in preseason and the implications that those things might have on the regular season. Now the Sky are really an interesting team for this season. They're a team in transition. They're a team with, I believe, lofty expectations uh, within the roster. And the Sky are a team that should really be playing an exciting brand of basketball this season. Coach James Wade has talked a ton about how they want to play fast. They want to spread the floor. And, you know, obviously he's also emphasized that this is his first year. This is his first year implementing his system with the team. And so there are going to be growing pains. Um, So we'll see how far he takes that system this year and how far the Sky can take it. But regardless, this is going to be a fun team to watch. Whether or not they are a playoff team, is up for debate. I don't think anybody really knows. There's such a strong field of WNBA teams this year, even with the rampant injuries across the league, but especially now that you consider the Liz Cambage trade. But I do think that the Sky have a chance to make some noise. A lot of things have to go right for them to make a lot of improvement in areas that they have not been good at the past two years that history would tell us they're not going to make a huge leap on this year. But who knows? You know, There's new additions to this roster, as well as a lot of people returning. And I think when you have a strong core returning, that can help a lot when you want to make changes. And of course, having a new coach can change everything. Um, Everything I've seen from Coach Wade uh, during practices, uh, during clips, talking to him, you know, it really does seem like this is a culture change. And again, with a culture change, sometimes that's an immediate thing that it just clicks for the team and you see immediate results. And sometimes culture changes are rough and they can take a few seasons to really really cement themselves and make themselves, you know, worthwhile on the court. So that all remains to be seen. Those are things that really nobody nobody can really project. We can see things that are going on in training camp and try to guess and we can get excited about those things, but really those are not things that we can we can know about. But we did get a slight insight into the sky during their two preseason games uh, just last week. And I don't like putting a lot of stock in preseason games, um, especially in the WNBA, but across all sports. Uh, in the W, some of the players were only playing together for a couple days, um, and at most, just a couple weeks. There really hasn't been time for them to get into shape, to really get the system down. It's really all very new, so I don't like to put a lot of stock into preseason. Many of fans' expectations have been raised by preseason performance, and then subsequently crushed during the regular season. But with the Sky, I think expectations were actually tempered more than heightened uh, during their preseason games. Their two games, both against Indiana Fever, were they they were rough. They were really rough. Um, both games were double digit losses. Um, sixty nine fifty eight on Tuesday, and then seventy six sixty five on Thursday. And to the Sky's credit, they were in it for a lot of Tuesday's games until the Fever eventually pulled away in the fourth. But Thursday's game, I mean, the score was a lot closer than the game actually was. The Sky turned in a six point first quarter and really struggled to get back in it most of the game. Uh, until the team, you know, kind of got hot towards the end, but just enough to make it a respectable final score. But again, it's preseason. You know, the Sky didn't have Allie Quigley for Tuesday's games, and she had, you know, hardly been with the team when she played Thursday. They were missing Diamond Shields, who was held out as a precaution with a hamstring injury, as well as Kalia Copper, 
asked to endure is still overseas, uh, still isn't joined the team yet. So obviously she was absent. And then Jamira Faulkner is still recovering from uh, the injury she sustained last year. So obviously she didn't play at all. And so, again, I, I hesitate to put a lot of stock into preseason games, but they're still games. You know, they're still, they're very small samples, but, you know, they are samples nonetheless. And I think as much as we crave uh, the W uh, regular season to start, it's still valuable to take a look at them. And the biggest thing I want to talk about today is the three ball. The three ball has obviously been, you know, featured very heavily in terms of interviews uh, with Coach Wade. You know, he's talked a ton about running the floor, running fast, and then stretching the floor. And obviously the best way to stretch the floor is by shooting the ball. It forces defenses to close out on you. It forces defenses to open up, and it opens up driving lanes for some of your best slashers like Diamond to Shields to really flourish. And so I think the three ball is going to be really what kind of makes or breaks this team. You know, I talked about in my season preview for High Post Hoops uh, how the defense could determine the ceiling and the floor for this team, and I think that is still valid. But I do think the three ball is the next best thing, and probably the thing that the sky can control the most in terms of kind of determining their future. As I mentioned before, this is such a tough league to play in. Every team is going to be incredibly talented, and even with all the injuries we've had, there are still a really strong slate of playoff teams, and it is there is no guaranteed path for the sky here. There is no, they are not locks by any means, but I do think the three ball, if they really embrace it, it's, you know, to me, the three ball is the great equalizer. If you're a team that lacks talent compared to other teams, or you're a team that's developing, that's implementing a new system under a new coach, maybe your defense isn't incredible yet. I think the three ball is a great way to kind of shorten that gap. And so getting back to our original point of looking at the preseason and what implications the preseason can have on the regular season, I think it's fair to say we won't see Coach Wade push the limits of basketball just yet. You know, the Sky only took 12 threes in their first game, and obviously that was without um, the Shields, that was without Quigley, that was without Faulkner, three of their you know highest volume three-point shooters, uh, at least based on last year's performance. And then Thursday they took 23s, which was about in line with um, their average from last year. And so I'm not saying that they're not going to take a ton of threes. I do think they're going to take a lot of threes. But I think the important takeaway is that I don't think this is going to be a roster that top to bottom everyone is shooting threes. I think when you look at a team like the Houston Rockets, they kind of exemplify that extreme that the Sky could pursue if they wanted to. That kind of in terms of pushing basketball to its limits and seeing how far you can take the three ball and how much that can impact how defenses have to play against you. You look at that roster and there is almost nobody, you know, not named Clint Capella, Nene, or Kenneth Three that isn't taking threes. Everyone on that roster is shooting because it forces the defenses to play against you a different way. Even if you're not hitting them at a really high clip, it still forces defenses to play a different way. So I don't think we're going to see Wade's offense approach those levels of extremes. I really don't think we will see players who don't shoot threes at a good rate, who have never shot threes at a good rate. I don't think we're going to start seeing them put up two or three a game. So I think the big task for the sky will be shooting the three with consistency. And what I mean by that is making sure they are getting a certain number of attempts every single game. Obviously, you want to play within the flow of the game. But if your identity is built on three-point shooting, 
you need to be able to do that every single game. Like it needs to be built into the offense in a way that you are going to hit the number of attempts you want to hit every single game. Because when you play with an identity like that, playing with it every single night allows your team to really get comfortable. You know, obviously there is something to be said about running a versatile offense and being able to play in different ways. But, you know, we've seen in the past, again, this is only a 34 game season and being versatile is great. And you, you know, having a multifaceted offense is important and having players who are versatile is awesome. But at the end of the day, you do need to have a style of play for you to really succeed when you have a single elimination game in the playoffs, which if the sky make the playoffs, it's probably the scenario they're going to be in. When you have just one game, you need to play your style. You need to play the way you play best. So I think for the sky, consistency is going to be the big thing. And luckily last year, they were pretty consistent in the amount of threes they took per game. They really didn't dip too far below their average, except for a couple outliers. And I think the Seattle Storm who led the league in threes attempted last year, are kind of a great team to look at in terms of consistency. Um, According to Across the Timeline, the Storm only shot 20 or fewer threes in five games last season. Um, And in those five games, they never shot below 18 threes. You know, that's incredible consistency. And obviously the Storm have a ton of great shooters, and so that's going to help. But it's clear, you know, when this is your identity, when your identity is shooting threes, you need to stick to it because that's who you are, and that's what's going to bring you success. And so for the Sky, establishing and sticking to that identity is going to be huge for them. You know, as far as shooting goes, last year they shot above average from three uh, by a decent margin. But then they were just a tick above average from mid-range, average in the paint, and well below average at the rim per positive residual. When you consider the volume of attempts the Sky had at each of those areas of the floor, it's not a surprise that the Sky struggled. They really just did not stand out. And so I think this year, obviously, you want to have overall improvement in terms of your shooting, especially at the rim. But I do think leaning into that three ball, that's going to that's gonna change who they are. And being consistent about that, that will change how this team plays. And so for the Sky, as I said before, I don't think that consistency is going to come from top to bottom shooting across the roster. They just don't have the personnel for that. But I do think you can get that consistency from your elite players. You know, I think Quigley is the perfect example of this. I want Allie Quigley taking seven threes a game. I want her taking eight threes a game. I want her shooting at Tarasi levels of volume. Not to say that they're the same player, but I think Quigley is that type of shooter that you can challenge her to shoot more and more. I think that type of volume is going to change the sky's offense. When you have your star shooting that much from deep, that's your identity. That's how you can get consistency. So for Coach Wade, I hope he does look too quickly to up her attempts per game to really challenge her to shoot more get a little outside of her comfort zone as funny as that sounds to say for such a great shooter but get her outside of her comfort zone to shoot more threes even if that results in a dip in efficiency who cares like that changes the geometry of the floor when you have a superstar who shoots that much from deep defenses have to work so much harder to get around screens to close out on her and that opens up lanes for everyone else as far as another elite shooter on the roster, uh, Sloot, I am actually kind of, you know, I'm fine with Sloot's volume right now. I think she's kind of in the sweet spot of efficiency and volume. And I think for the type of player she is, her being really efficient is important for this offense because they have players like Quigley and DeShields who you probably, you want shooting more and you'd rather have Sloot focus on kind of distributing. So I think her volume from last year really kind of does land in the sweet spot. Maybe you have her, you know, break above four attempts per game 
uh, just a little bit. But I think she is in a good area right now. As far as somebody like, you know, DeShields, again, another person who I think is in a good area. And I say that with the caveat that if DeShields becomes like a great shooter this season and she can hit it at a high clip, then then I'm empowering her to shoot as much as she can. Because Diamond with a knockdown jumper is one of the most unstoppable offensive players in the league. You know, I will I will stand by that take. Um, and if she can get that jumper this season, that changes who the sky are. Now, I sincerely doubt she's going to make that big of a leap just in one year. I think she can get there eventually. But I also think I lean more on the side of her making a more gradual improvement from three. And so that's why I'm fine with her at her current volume. Because I do think her shooting a lot of threes does keep the defense honest and prevents them from, you know, just completely denying her from mid-range or from the rim. Neither neither area she is super efficient on, but that's something you just kind of hope will come along as she progresses as a player. And so all that is really just a long way of saying we don't exactly know what we're going to get out of the Sky offense or out of these Sky players. I do think we have kind of an idea of what we're not going to get. I don't think we're going to get a Rockets-level offense in terms of how many threes they're taking, but I also think we could be surprised. As far as things like defense and individual player performances, I really don't want to delve too much into that because, again, it's preseason. It's a way for players to get themselves into game shape to get some on-court experience and help implement the system a little more. But I think it's an unfair way to judge a team or judge any player. So I really don't want to delve into that. So I'm excited to see what this team brings in their opener away against the Lynx. It'll be interesting to see how speedy Wade's offense can be. I think it's difficult when you play against a slow-it-down team to speed it up because it's hard to transition from playing slow defense to playing fast offense. But I think that'll be a really good test for the Sky from the start. I'm very interested to see what the total number of threes is at the end of the night. I want to know what the limits of this team are. I'm really excited to see what this Sky team can bring under Wade's new system and what players, especially after an offseason of further development, can flourish within his system and maybe what players might take a step back. And I think it'll give us a good idea of what kind of Sky team we can expect for this season. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been Locked On Women's Basketball. If you like what you heard here, make sure you're following us at Locked On WBB and at High Post Hoops.